On this Thanksgiving season, we have so much to be thankful for. Thanksgiving is a time of offering our gratitude to the Lord for all the many blessings we receive from Him daily. He is our rock, and His love to us is unfailing, permanent, relentless, strong, unchanging. Our first psalm indicates the blessing that God is our solid rock, immovable, strong, and always a hiding place for us through all the storms of life. When Jesus was on earth, he promised three things to his followers and all who believed. First, he promised the Holy Spirit in John 14, 16, when he said, I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. And he did fulfill this promise on Pentecost. Second, he promised to establish his church when he said in Matthew 16, 18, that the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And he did fulfill that 2,015 years ago. And we will comment on the third promise before our last song.
is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell it goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell the guilty pair bowed down with care god gave his son Another promise Jesus made was the promise of his imminent return for his church at the rapture. The Bible calls this the blessed hope. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I shall come again and receive you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And that promise will be fulfilled shortly. So we offer our thanksgiving from all our hearts, for this hope that we cling to, await for, and rejoice about.
They are a tough act to follow, let me tell you. Let's give them a hand. I enjoy this. Thank you, choir. How about the little ones, you know? How about the little ones? They were singing a different, yeah, yeah. God bless them. This is what the Bible says. Just... Bring them up in the fear of the Lord, and when they grow up, they shall never leave what they have learned. Well, we're celebrating Thanksgiving today. And you know, uh, the theme uh, of the breaking of bread and the theme of our songs behind it, God's love. Calvary's love. And then, how about the love of God for these ones? And I want to continue. I want to talk about the love of God today. Uh, you agree? You want that? Okay. Love of God. Okay. I see, I see some people uh, wanting to do that. Before we do that, since we are in the spirit of Thanksgiving and we're going to have a good lunch and May the Lord give us also a good spiritual lunch today. Amen. A doctor wrote a letter of thanks to his boyhood school teacher for having given him so much encouragement when he had been in her class for 30 years. Weeks later, the lovely lady wrote him, I want to let you know how much your letter meant to me. I'm an old lady in my 80s living alone in a small room, cooking my own meals, and I'm lonely. And you'll be interested to know that I taught school for 50 years. 
Yet in all that time, yours is the first letter of appreciation I have ever received. It came when he called blue morning and cheered my lonely old heart as nothing has cheered me in many years. And my question is, could this be a characteristic of our age today? I think it's safe to say that never has a people like us received so much and acknowledged so little. Never has a nation been so blessed and yet been so proud and arrogant. Never has a land been so favored by God and then so completely, especially today, unmindful of the one from whom all blessings flow. We have a habit now to take the blessings and forget the blesser. Perhaps, allow me to say that the time has come in this Thanksgiving season for us to pray this brief prayer of George Herbert, the English poet. And he said this, Thou has given me so much. Give me one more thing. A grateful heart. If we look through the Bible, we found out the man who was found after God's heart, David, he never lacked praise or thanksgiving. We can hardly read any hymns or any writing of his in the Psalms, especially without hearing him say, thanks be to God or praise God. And especially when you read the 23rd verse, 23rd Psalm, David had come to his later years. He wrote it in his later years. And now as he looked back over his life, and with thanksgiving he explained, my cup runneth over. Are you in the spirit of thanking God today? And can you tell him? Let's be honest. My cup runneth over. Can you open your heart? And say, my, my heart overflows with thanksgiving. Let's read this psalm. This psalm is read all, always at funerals. And it's read for people to be, uh, you know, comforted and so on. But I believe the 23rd psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving. Let's, let's go through it together. 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Is that love? Think about it. How much God loves us. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. And then he couldn't take it anymore. He says, my cup runneth over. I sure, surely goodness 
What can I say, he says. And mercies will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is this a psalm of thanksgiving or not? And I looked at few things that he mentioned. I want to share them with you briefly this uh, uh, afternoon. He says, my cup runs over with love. When I heard this little one singing about the love of God with the choir today, I had tears in my eyes. We are here because God loves us. Because at a certain time, his love reached us. And at a certain time, we took him as Savior because of his love. He covered us with his mercies. He covered our iniquities. He took our sins and he bore them on the cross of Calvary as we heard this morning at the breaking of bread. And there he said, it is finished. That's why I came. For God so loved what loved the world. It's because of his love and he realizes this. His love, what can I tell you about the love of God? What rest, what comfort, what joy to know. And remember the almighty creator the upholder of the whole universe with his arms, his everlasting love toward us and toward our souls. You know, he loves us, not half-half. Our love, in most cases, is imperfect, but the love of God is perfection. His eyes are ever upon us. His heart ever toward us that he has charged himself to all our needs. That's what he says, to all our needs. For the Lord, we can say today, can you say with me, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in need of anything. Whatever these needs may be, whatever whether physical, mental, or spiritual, there is not a single thing within the entire range of our necessities that is not a treasure for us in Jesus Christ. He is heaven's treasury, God's storehouse, and all this is for us at our disposal because God loves us. Did you stop and think how much God loves you? That you are here sitting in this auditorium enjoying the warmth, those comfortable seats, listening to the song from the word of God and these little ones, they are praising God that's the love. That's all his love. That's all his love. And we cannot with our feeble minds, we cannot understand such love. Maybe we catch a glimpse. Maybe. Paul earnestly prayed that we might be able to comprehend and we heard a message from Hilton about that. What is the height, the depth, the breadth, and the length of God's love? Unreachable. I cannot fathom it. That's the love of God. You know, so many times we look at our physical, physical needs and physical blessings and we say, I am blessed. But let's go a little bit above that. We are more than blessed with the love of God. He prepared all these things for us. He prepared this life for us. And when he, when he died on Calvary's cross, he gave his life for us. And when it, he said, it is finished, one of the soldiers said, what happened? It's there in Luke 23. What happened? I can answer him now. What happened? My salvation has been done. 
your salvation. What happened? The love of God reached out and saved us and changed our lives completely. That's what happened. Well, the psalmist said in the midst of this, my cup runneth over. Think of his love. And think of what they sang, all love of God. How rich and pure. How measureless. We cannot measure it. How strong it shall forever most endure. The saints and angels song. It is a love also that seeks. The good shepherd himself told us of the shepherd who left the 90 and 9 in the wilderness, but safe. And he went and searched on the mountainside through cold, through heat, and to get the one who went astray. And when he finds that one who went astray, he caught him, he put a rope around his neck, and dragged him to the fold. Is this what he did? Come on. Are you with me? Is this what he did? What did he do? He took him and put him over his shoulders and nursed him and brought him to the fold. And this is what, what David is saying. This is what David is saying. My cup runs over, you found me. He was a shepherd. He knew what the shepherd does. And he found me. And you know, when he gets him into the fold, then afterwards, he mentioned your rod and your staff will comfort me. He gets into the fold and he uses the rod on him. And then, you know, you shouldn't have gone astray. And he used the rod. And why the staff? Because he's in pain, he gives him the staff to comfort him and to lean on because he's a little bit limping because he got a little spanking. The love of God. He does not leave us out. He says, he says, thank you for your rod. Have you been under his rod? I have. Uh, you are giant Christians. You haven't been, that's fine. But I have been under his rod and he gave me his staff. And he comforted my heart. And I tell him, I'll never go back to do this again. We, what a loving God we have. He came to seek, the Bible says, those who are lost. Oh, how ignorant and how unthankful at times we are. Can we fathom his love? I can tell you. I can tell you, we should say at this very moment with David, my cup runs over. Think of the blessings that you have. Things that you're sitting here. You're not in a hospital. You're not on a dying bed. You're not somewhere where you cannot find food and water to drink. Like those people who have been through a lot back in the Middle East and in many parts of the world. You haven't been under, uh, under uh, a terrorist situation. You are here safely in the arms of God. Does he deserve a thank you from us? My cup runs over, isn't it? It's not the physical blessings. It's not monetary situation. It's not anything. It's what has blessed us. It's enough that God loves me and looks after me. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Do we understand what it means? My sheep hears my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them what? Eternal life. The world cannot give that and they shall never perish. We preach it and we repeat it. Once a child of God, forever a child of God. 
you will never lose your salvation. We go through a lot of experiences. We get weak at times. It doesn't mean that God loves us, leaves us, but when in our weakness, God loves us. When we are weak, he loves us more. Like a mother, when a child is sick, does she love him less? She loves him more. And he loves us when we are in any situation because God himself is love. How we need the word of God this afternoon to calm our hearts that are agitated today by in these troubled days. I know you are troubled as I am. Our world is now deeply sinking in wars. Rumors of wars everywhere, bloodshed of murders. Yes, this is the characteristic of our age today. A world of chaos and confusion and a world of strife and conflict. Just tune into the news and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, how assuring to know that he is in control and the omnipotent hand of God is with his own people. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Paul enhances this about God. He says, I am persuaded. It's found in Romans 8, 28 to 29. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers of things, nor present things, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from what the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that enough to say thank you today and say, truly, my cup runneth over? You might be worried about your job. You might not, this week, you might not meet all the expenses you want to meet and you try to uh, postpone them till the other time and pay a bill here and a bill there. This is really. This is really, uh, as long as it is monetary in this life, as long as he's given you good health to work, he's given you his love to take care of you, and he shelters you, and his wings, you are under his wings, why should you worry or care? You should say one thing, my cup runneth over. Let's stop complaining. This is the time to remember that our cup is running over is running over. The psalmist said, I shall not want. Well, I got few meanings here to help you out understand what he means. What do you mean? Okay, I believe he meant first, God gives me all my needs and I shall not want anything else. That's one. Another translation, the Lord is my shepherd. He is all I want. I like that. I like that. And there's a longer translation that says, the good shepherd has charged himself with the care and keeping of his sheep. Happy are we when we realize as we journey through this desert that he is responsible. He will never leave us nor forsake us. My cup, our cup runneth over. God fulfills his promises. He will never leave us with a question mark. He has always have the answers. He will always, as he says, he will lead us into green pastures. Just think of about two million people in the desert that they wanted to eat. If you're worried, I'm giving you an example. And what? What is there in the desert to fear two million mouths? You tell me. 
And you know what they said? The unbelievers, I copied it here. They said this. They spoke against God. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Here, here David says, you prepare a table for me. Against my enemies. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? You who's, who's worried, this is for you and for me. Can he give bread also? Will he provide meat for his people? Will he provide housing? Apply it to you. Will he? Well, I tell you one thing. Two words. God can. God can. He prepared a table for the wilderness. Not for one day. Not for one meal at, at what, we, what we do with so many churches and many charities have one meal, Thanksgiving meal, and it's a very big, big thing to do. Not one meal, not one week's meal, 40 years of meals, it was in the table. Thou preparest a table for me in the wilderness. Is that God? This is the love of God. Though they did not believe, but he loved them so much. And he loves us so much. May God help our unbelief. You know, we sing, uh, we sang about three, four weeks ago, the African uh, Gaither song, Every Need I Have, You Satisfy. Every Need. Uh, mind you, he didn't say wants. We have many wants. Uh, we want a Porsche. Some men are here who love Porsches. Both of them are not here. Two of them, and I will not give you their names. But maybe their wives are laughing and enjoying it. Some want this, and some want that. God did not promise to fulfill our wants, because so many times we want what is not good for us. Do you agree with that? But he said, I will supply, I will satisfy all your needs. And you know what? With the love of Christ, with Jesus Christ, with us, okay, what else do we need? He gives you the rest. He who prepares a table in the wilderness can take care of you. And what can we say to that? My cup runneth over. My cup runs over. We think of many things. We think of the difficulties during the day here. It, by the way, this is a season that is coming from now till the end of the year. Rush, 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 rush. Nervous system is completely gone, you know, with some. I don't know. Yeah. And we are rushed. Stress, 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 you know. I want to do this, I want to do that. It's good. May the Lord help you with your wants. But he promised that he will fulfill your needs. And he's with us. He said, I will never leave you. He provided me with their things. My last word. He thanked the Lord, David, for the full assurance, he said, my cup runneth over with the assurance I have, and I will dwell. Oh, who gave you this assurance? I will dwell in the house of the Lord for how long? Forever. The word of God is fascinating. David spoke about that many, many years, hundreds of years before. And here comes the Lord Jesus Christ confirming that, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Enjoy this Thanksgiving. You know your cup is running over. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. So believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. So David is dwelling there. And we are going to be with him to dwell again. And if, if it were not so, 
if there were no many ma mansions, I would have told you, but I am assuring you, I am going to prepare you a place. Forget the house that you're in. You might not like it. I want a bigger one. I want a more fancy one. Well, I tell you one thing. You're going to get the bigger and fancy one in heaven, not here. Here you have your need. But you're going to get it there. And I go to prepare you this place. And then when I prepare it very well, very well, I've been working at it. Can you imagine for over 2,000 years he's been working on your house there? What kind of a house is going to be? Two bedrooms? Man, he says mansions. You dreamed of that. You wanted those, maybe. <laughs> I want. Well, you have your need here, but your mansions that you wanted will be there. I will receive you to myself. So where I am, you shall be also. Can we thank God? Can we thank, say all together, at this very stage in our lives, my cup runneth over. He is such a great shepherd, full of love toward us. And he purchased us with a great price. He leads us with his word. He keeps us with his power. He is our provider, our preserver, our protector. He has never forgotten, failed, or forsaken his own. Above all, thank him for his infinite love toward us all. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we are assured we shall live in the house of the Lord, his forever. Oh, what a beautiful word. What a blessed way to celebrate Thanksgiving today together and thank God for his utmost love, infinite love, that he takes care of us as we travel through this wilderness. What we should, should we say to that? My cup runneth over. Say it with me. My cup runneth over. God bless you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we are thankful that you have prepared everything for us to go through this life. We might not sometimes uh, like what we have before us. But as long as it is your will, we thank you for it and continue the journey until we reach heaven and our mansions. Bless each and every one. Bless this little church in this valley and bless every family, Lord. We remember those who are traveling, those who are sick, they couldn't be with us. We wish them health and comfort and a joy reunion with their families. As for us, help us never to forget that our cup runneth over. And to your name we give glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. The meeting is over. We are going ready.